Welcome to And Just Like What, where two union strong people have decided to halt this pod for now. And we're going to tell you why. Um, my name is Nadia Osmond. And I'm Matthew Brian Cohen. And the union makes us strong, Nadia. The union makes us strong. Union power, baby. We love it. We love our unions. We love our workers united, never being divided. We love we love labor. We love uh, solidarity. We love pickets. We love uh, we don't love. I'll tell you something we don't love. We don't love bosses. No. We don't love those who control uh, the means of production. We don't yes. love them. No, not at all. So you might be wondering, what the hell is all this about? You guys have been talking about the the fanciful New York City adventures of a bunch of women in their mid-50s. For unnamed certain... women in their mid-50s. Yeah. For some <laughs> unnamed media project <laughs> that exists somewhere out there in the universe for you to consume if you know how to find it right and we you certainly might... <laughs> won't, won't be telling you no. how to get there no and you might be going wait a minute have you guys have been skipping episodes what's going on here well let us tell you so at first when we started this podcast um i believe the wga strike had begun however yes according to wga strike rules and guidelines there wasn't anything that said um, if you were outside of that project, that you could not in some way talk about it or promote it in a public media-esque fashion. Yes, WGA striking rules uh, allowed for people to continue to uh, talk about shows. I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I believe that maybe if you had worked on a show, you couldn't promote it. But if you didn't work on a show you are allowed to, for example, do a podcast about it, I believe, under the WGA guidelines. That was my impression. And so we said, you know what? We're obsessed with the ongoing art project and existential crisis that is a specific show that uh, you can guess. You can guess from our description. We don't need to get into it. However, uh, was it 60 days in? To the WGA strike, maybe or or seventy ish mm-hmm. days thereabouts. Um, yeah, the Screen Actors Guild, aka SAG, joined. So now SAG-AFTRA. Um, SAG-AFTRA. You're right. So all the actors. SAG-AFTRA. <laughs> SAG-AFTRA is now also on strike, <laughs> along with the WGA Union Strong. Yes, baby. A, a historic dual strike, which has not happened in Hollywood in over sixty years. Yes, I think the uh, last really time was nineteen sixty. Yeah. Um, and it is what resulted in residuals, which has allowed um, much of what you see and many of the people whom you love dearly to be able to sustain themselves in between projects. Hollywood is a gig economy. You go from project to project to project. Ergo, if you're somebody uh, who was able to then work on a show such as, say, the original Sex and the City, then you were able to get residuals, which allowed you to then live in between shows. Um, those have been dwindling and or non-existent on streaming services, um, which is one of the big sticking points for both unions along with AI. And then we have individual talking points for each union that 
um, for example, for the GBA, it's minimum staffing requirements. And with SAG, it's, I think, other increases and such. So the point is, Matt comes to me and he says, hmm, and you fill them in on what you found on the website. Sure, yeah. So initially when SAG uh, went on strike, SAG-AFTRA went on strike, I... um, there was some hubbub, I think, online about people being like, you can't, uh, don't tweet, don't post, don't do your like podcast uh, reviewing uh, a show for a struck company. Um, and I, being uh, the educated individual that I am, was like, let's not believe just uh, what you see and hear on social media. Let's go to the official source. Let's go to the sag After site that they set up for the strike. And see what they say. Their guidelines were a little unclear. Um, so I emailed them and asked. And since that email, they put up a, uh, a page for specifically, they had one for influencers, which I uh, said, like, please don't promote things. But I, I did not believe that Nadia and I counted as influencers. Uh, we are not influencers. We may have influence, but we are not influencers, folks. We, we wouldn't put that on our tax forms. No. That's sort of I how I determine, are you an influencer? Yeah. <laughs> like, if, if you're telling the government, I made X amount of money this year by promoting products via my Instagram, that to me says, okay, you are technically an influencer. Yes. We don't have that um, going on. Yeah, and I was just like, okay, so we're not influencers. Um, okay. And then... Because there was a thing that said, if you are reviewing something, you feel free to review it, like critics. And I was like, well, this is like a critical podcast. We were reviewing uh, the show and analyzing it. So I think we're good. Then there was a section that was added for podcasters. That sort of made it more explicitly clear um, that they would like you not to do this. Uh, They would like you not to continue your podcast that is reviewing or promoting a show for a structured company. Uh, So we will be going on hiatus until the strike is resolved in accordance with SAG-AFTRA's guidelines. Um, And to be clear, um, I believe we will be on hiatus until the SAG-AFTRA strike is resolved because that is SAG-AFTRA's demands. The WGA has not had demands. If those change, if WGA would like people to not do a podcast promoting struck companies' work, we will continue until uh, the WGA strike is resolved. But for now, just sag after it. Right. So what that means is for now, there might be episodes of a certain program that are airing on a certain service and or channel. And you are free to watch those and come to your own opinions and ideas and thoughts around them. And all we're saying is that we're not going to be talking about it, but we will come back to talk about it once yes. the strike is over. I have, so, uh, we're not I've saying that this is over. Yes. No. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm, still, I'm still watching and taking notes. Yes. Anticipating. I'm chomping at the bit. Yeah, chomping yeah, yeah. Or we, I say we chomping. We want to talk it, about this. <laughs> is it champing? Is it champing or chomping? It's chomping, but I like champing. I've heard both, but I'm, I'm, ch- <laughs> I'm, I'm, ch- I'm chimping at the bit. Uh, I'm so excited to talk about these episodes because I think they're so interesting. Yes, 
we have we have we're lots of stuff to that. discuss. We're just lots not going to say. do it right now. I have lots of thoughts. We're just not going to do it right now. We're going to wait. We're going to let this resolve. We're going to stand in solidarity with both the WGA and SAG-AFTRA on this point, specifically with SAG-AFTRA. Hopefully, I think everyone hopes that the strike, both strikes, are resolved fairly quickly. Um, mm-hmm. This has gone on far too long because the AM uh, TP, right? That's what it is. AMTMP. TMP. AMTMP. Um, some amalgamation of letters, which basically adds up to be the motherfuckers, the rat <laughs> fucking producers, who refuse to give hardworking artists, creatives, actors, writers their fair share. Yeah. Um, so we're gonna because take they refuse a to of- sit down. <laughs> yeah. They refuse. They refuse. And yeah. so as long as they refuse, yeah. we refuse to do the podcast and we will take a break and we will be back when it's resolved. Yeah. So instead, we're going to use a little bit of time today to talk about the strike itself and our experiences with it, because we are both, um, how you say, in the industry to some extent. Yes. And, Orbiting. Um, I, am a, I am a far, I'm a far moon. <laughs> I'm a distant, <laughs> a distant moon. Uh, you know, if someone, if like a Steven Spielberg is like the sun, right? Uh, the yes. Meryl Streep, Earth. Uh, yeah. Matthew Brian Cohen is, is like, you go, you're, you're outside of the Milky Way. You're in Andromeda. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm there. A separate, a separate star. <laughs> a little yes. asteroid I'm a, belt. I'm, I'm a to be named, a to be named asteroid belt. A comet flashing Eventually by. will be discovered. Hopefully, eventually, yeah. <laughs> someone someone will discover me. Yes, exactly. The point is we have many people close to us um, who are affected by this. Not only that, it's just a on a larger global, frankly, specifically domestic, mm-hmm. but global socioeconomic scale, this is a huge deal. So, um, Matt, let's get into, you know, what, if let's say you have a cousin. Who has? Mm-hmm. They don't watch. They don't even watch TV. I don't know. They're a book guy, right? They don't even have a TV, right? They don't go to the movie. They don't know anything. Yeah. So they're like, and you know, where they never tell you about it. They've oh, never yeah, no, ever no, mentioned that. No, no, no. They that. never They've bring never it up. Said, I don't watch television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're never <laughs> I haven't like been to uh, the movie theater since The Godfather. <laughs> yeah. The original. I don't do sequels. Um. Let's say you've got somebody like that in your life or just somebody who's kind of not in the industry, mm-hmm. maybe a little bit clueless as to how these things work. Let's, how would we explain, we, we mentioned a few of these reasons earlier, but like, how do we explain the reason for this historic strike? Like, why are they yes, striking? Well, I, yes, I will say the long and the short of it is to have a career in the entertainment industry as, let's just even say specifically as a writer or an actor. We'll just mm-hmm. narrow it to the two guilds that are striking, uh, has become untenable. It is uh, no longer, it does not pay enough to sustain any sort of living. Um, most professional writers and actors make less than uh, minimum wage, to be frank, right? I believe, yeah. um, I forget the exact stat, but uh, for SAG-AFTRA, you need to make 
I want to say it's like around $28,000 a year, I think, to mm-hmm. qualify for health insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, 80-something percent of members of that union uh, do not qualify for health insurance. So that's how little people are making. Um, yeah. Necessitating. You got to hustle. You got to do side jobs. You got to work part time. You got to work full time and figure out how to act on top of a full time job or write on top of a full time full time job. It, but the long and the short of it is because of the studios, um, I would say rampant greed. Yeah, uh, it has become impossible to make even a meager living <laughs> in the entertainment yeah. industry. Yeah, to make even yeah. like thirty-five thousand dollars a year, uh, to make even fifty, to make fifty thousand dollars a year, which you know, uh, the cost of living in Los Angeles. Uh, I, I read recently that uh, the city of Los Angeles con- c- considers you low income if you make under seventy thousand dollars a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, as a single person, so. This is just giving uh, listeners who might be outside of L.A. just a sense of the economy that we're talking about. Um, you just can't afford to exist in the city. Not even, We're not talking about make a great living or be upper middle class or be wealthy. Um, no. We're not talking about millionaires who are... You know, like, oh, I I made $10 million a year t- uh, 10 years ago, and but this year I'm only making $2 million a year. No, this is people – this is about people who can, you know, barely afford rent and uh, don't know where when, when or where their next paycheck is coming from. And buying groceries is a struggle. Um, that's what these unions are striking for, to protect the interests of – the vast majority of writers and actors in this town. I'm going to use a little bit of anecdotal evidence to help explain sort of how things have gone. Um, In the last, let's say, decade-ish, give or take a little bit, um, you may have seen the rise of services very similar to Netflix. Um, Things like Paramount+, Plus, Disney+, Plus, Peacock, etc., Amazon Prime. Now, the difference is... When you watched something as a kid or when your parents watched something, let's say The Office, right? That's a big popular show. Now, the folks who worked on The Office. When your parents were a kid, when you were a kid and your parents (laughs) were watching The Office. Yeah, exactly. Um, Uh, uh, Friends, et cetera. I'm trying to pull from like 90s, early O's. Yeah. Uh, sitcom things, right? So, like, look, when you were a little baby and uh, you were <laughs> watching uh, uh, Narcos, you oh, know, dare when, you? when you were just uh, you know three years old and you were were like, when you put oh, on Ozark uh, my parents to fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my parents are going off to see uh, Star Wars Episode Nine in the theaters. <laughs> So the folks- like, Revenge of the Skywalker. <laughs> so the folks that worked on shows like that <laughs> were yeah. kidding. Um, uh, a residuals, which, as I said before, help pay uh, a cost of living in between gigs, um, but they mm-hmm. also were paid at a specific rate. So anytime you turned on, say, your local cable affiliate. Um, and they were playing an episode of, say, Friends in the Office. Um, there's still a little tiny bit of residuals attached to that. Um, anytime a DVD box set, anytime anything was sold, 
some the creators, writers and actors and directors, the people are getting involved a tiny with piece the of production the of the show. Yes. Yes. And I think now, it's important it, to say like it, yeah. why this is right because I think some people right. are like, "What do you mean you get paid more money on top of the work you did?" And the yes, and the reason yes. is because you are still making your labor is still making those companies money because yes. every time they play your Friends, your Seinfeld, your Simpsons, uh, you play that on TV, ads run with it, and mm-hmm. companies get the ad revenue from that. So exactly. They need to share that ad revenue with the people who made the thing that allowed them to continue to collect the ad revenue. Exactly. And there's like tiers and systems that I don't entirely mm-hmm. know all the details on in terms of it's not like every time an episode of The Office runs, everybody gets a massive check. It actually goes down and down and down. But the idea is this continues to happen, right? So you can mm-hmm. continue to make a living, particularly if you have a huge global smash success. I think The Simpsons is a great example of this. Been going on, what, 30 years now? Um, and how many of us yeah, grew up watching those reruns? 36? Yeah, and, and Oh my God. Yeah, I think I think they're on season 36 now. Uh Dang. But yeah, it it's uh and oh, maybe even 37. It's funny because I think The Simpsons came out the year I was born. So it's like I don't know oh, a yeah. life without The Simpsons. Uh <laughs> Wow. Um, um, so, if you have a show that is airing on a streaming service, those residuals are next to nil, if any. So, mm-hmm. major shows that do big numbers in the same way that shows that you may have grown up watching or somebody else you know may have grown up watching, those sh- the people involved in that show are not getting any of the pie. Now, you might argue, well, Netflix doesn't have ads and whatnot. And it's like, okay, sure. But when every single studio now creates uh, content and programming uh, and goes off to make feature films and television specifically for their streaming services, what they're essentially doing is saying, we are going to cut everybody out of any potential ad revenue because there's nothing in these contracts that yes. say let's say Netflix creates ad tiers it's not like well when that happens now we'll do back payments and everybody gets something there's nothing even say moving forward yeah two two points to add to that one is i think it's very important to stress that the concept of residuals are not just um like oh this is like a nice little treat to get you you know between gigs to help you yeah. uh, sustain a living it is what it, you deserve for your labor yes. and for a company yes. that is continuing to profit off of your labor um, 1000% yes so there's that the second thing uh to say is you could say like what you were saying, Nadia, about like, oh, but Netflix doesn't have ads. These streaming companies don't have ads. So it's like, what would you get residuals off of? The answer is tough fucking shit, Netflix, because one, you have subscriber money. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. they're subscribing to watch something. So they're subscribing because they want to watch the office reruns because they want to watch Seinfeld. One of us on friends, you know what I mean? Because they want to watch original shows, whatever. Um, so if someone's watching that, the people who made that get a piece of that because yeah. that's the reason they're there is to watch that stuff. Uh, so 
And also, it's like, oh, but that's less money. Well, it's just like nobody fucking made you shift your entire business model to subscription services, dummy. Yeah. So not my fucking fault that you yeah. chose to kill the golden goose. You know what I mean? Because Preach. You're, in all your MBA wisdom, you forgot that you had a fucking great business model here. <laughs> and yeah, that, you just it's took it out back could've... and shot it. It totally could have been a thing where, let's say, Disney Plus launches and Disney Plus could say, so we've got ads. And then they use those ads to help fund this stuff, right? Um, yeah. In addition to, as Matt pointed out, subscriber numbers, which are in the hundreds of millions and billions. Particularly uh, which they when love you- to talk about at yes. their shareholder meetings. And when you look at their, you know, their returns and they're making, you know profits you know record setting profits and so it's like okay well don't come cry poverty to me now and be like yeah we don't have the money to pay you and the reality is how capitalism works is um you make money by increasing your revenue or decreasing your costs and all these companies have realized that there's sort of a cap on the amount of revenue they can get right there's only so many people in the world who can go see uh avengers endgame seven you know, but what they can do to keep that number going up and that uh, profit number must always go up to please those shareholders. Always, always, always. They cut costs. So you cut costs of actors, writers, directors, uh, PAs, uh, gaffers, everybody. Just keep those costs low. Get rid of background actors. That was a big contention, uh, mm-hmm. point of contention um, uh, that uh, the studios wanted to essentially pay background actors for one day of work, scan their likeness, and then use it to generate, uh, you know, CG-generated background actors forever in perpetuity, continuing to make money off of background actors' work without paying them. That's a huge cost save for them. I get why they would want to do it. It's fucking criminal, though. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, just imagine. Imagine that somebody scans your likeness and uses it in perpetuity for basically whatever they want. It does not have to be particularly let's say you signed on for you know a wholesome project where you're just in the background of a main street usa set uh well something happens who's to say that they're not going to take your likeness and body and use it elsewhere for a, a million other different projects that could come up over time and that's ex- uh, who's to say they say that because that they've explicitly said that is what they want to do and demand to have the right to do to own uh, people's likeness forever but yeah um that's what they've said they want to do uh and they will do it and let's say someone is a background actor and then goes on to be a big star right let's say the next uh jennifer lawrence uh right gets her start doing background work Oh, guess what? The studio owns uh, her likeness forever now. So she's now a famous mm-hmm. person. Now they don't have to pay her <laughs> what she's worth At to all. them. They go, At all. oh, we got you cheap. So we own you forever. <laughs> yeah. And it's- when I say we, I, they own you forever, it literally is true. They own you, your likeness, yourself. Your existence is theirs. Yeah, they can put you on toys. They can put you on merchandise. They can do all kinds of things that normally require a large deal set up that yeah. can then earn consent. you quite a bit of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. On top of the consent part where like I just keep, I don't know, I keep imagining the world in which 
uh, you sign away the likeness of yourself, and then it gets used in not necessarily porn, but like something to that. Anything. Effect. It doesn't matter. Yeah, anything. Yeah, like yeah. let's just say toys, your right? Is, uh, yeah. Let's your say Nadia, you do background work on mm-hmm. uh, a movie. You get scanned in as is required. You get your hundred fifty bucks for the day, and then they go, "Oh, we're going to make a Nadia toy now." Yeah. <laughs> and you have, and I, I should don't be getting really a cut of that, that toy. Yeah. Yeah. Even if you, even if they, even were if like, I want well, we'll it, I should get a cut. cut. And if I like, maybe don't I don't want, want it, it. maybe yeah. I don't, maybe I don't mm-hmm. want you to do this. <laughs> maybe I yeah, don't want exactly. to go to Target and see me as a little doll. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think every see- person has the right to <laughs> decide if they want to see a little doll version of them staring right. at Right. When you them. go into a Target and you see, say, Star Wars dolls that look mm-hmm. a lot like the actors, those actors are getting a huge cut of that, but these deals have been negotiated. So those people have signed off on this and gone, okay, in order to do this project, I'm going to get this much stuff on the back end and this much stuff is going to happen in terms of the merchandising of it all. But... I'm giving you permission to do that. I'm cool mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. You just imagine not not being cool with any of that. So like it's not even just about the money making of it all. It becomes other things. For example, if AI is used to generate scripts, you think, oh, well, that's such a cost-saving measure. And as a stockholder, this will be great for me. And I go, well, no, because number one, uh, artificial intelligence cannot replicate creativity what it can replicate is anything that humans put in as far as data yeah it's a scam (laughs) it can it's a scam it It is nfts all over again that's all it is if you want to understand ai it is the same people who tried to sell you on nfts selling you the board different (laughs) yeah a different set of technology that cannot do what is promised uh it simply can't because yeah like nadia was saying all all ai can do all AI in quotes can do is read and take in data of all human production and then predict and be like, Oh, I think based on everything that I've gotten, maybe this, it can't Mm -hmm. come up with original ideas. It can't come up with original thought. So what you have is the first round of AI generated scripts will all appear to be very similar to something that is already out there. But then as that starts to spread, AI will be trained on AI-generated data, which means it is an Ouroboros of garbage. <laughs> it will just yeah. be training on things that sound more and more derivative, and there is no room for original art. That is right. will be destroyed. The now other you, point is that, that oh, this oh, AI, sorry, uh, this AI doesn't like work. It's bad. Because it just can generate uh, st- stuff that vaguely looks like something that already came out there. So it'll generate a script that vaguely resembles Star Wars, but is worse. And then what will happen is studios will be like, well, we need a human to punch this up. There it but is. But then they'll say, oh, wait, uh, but you're not the writer of it. The AI is the writer of it. So And we right. own the AI. So we don't actually have to call you a writer or pay you like a writer. You, we'll just pay you like uh, like a punch-up person. Or we'll pay right, you like they'll invent far, a new category. Or they'll invent a new category of like, you know, like an AI helper or whatever to be like, and that's 150 bucks flat rate or whatever. Right. Um, and instead you're doing the work that would otherwise earn a yes. person tens of hundreds you will do of the even same millions. Work. You will write the movie, but right. you won't get credit for it and you won't get paid like you did it. 
Right. So exactly. same amount of work, but you're getting less. And that's bullshit. Absolutely. So you can see where there's a number of things between both of these unions that uh, are cause for striking. Um, have you been out on the picket lines at all, Matt? I have. I have. It is uh, it's difficult for me to get out as a father of a young child uh, who had to do child care and then uh, work full time. Um, but I was out uh, several times and it was great. It was, yeah. it's, I encourage anyone who is um, in Los Angeles to go to a or New York. You don't, you don't have to, be, yeah, or New York, that's true. Or I think, you know, there's some that have popped up at film shoots in New Jersey and Atlanta, um, which you can find out about online on the WGA and the SAG after a website. I encourage you to go to those. You don't have to be a member of either union. In fact, it is, uh, the general public is welcome, they want you there. Uh, to march and show support. Um, you don't have to do anything. You just show up. You kind of sign your name in, and then you could pick up a sign. They have signs uh, that are pre-made. You want to write your own sign, knock yourself out, and then you march around. And mm -hmm. it feels empowering. You feel alive because you're connecting with other people. Um, I have talked to friends and I've met some new people on picket lines and we've shared stories about being fucked uh, over <laughs> in this industry. And it makes you feel connected to people because you know you're not alone, which I think is the a, a common thing that has come up when I'm uh, on the picket line and, and just talking to people outside of the picket line uh, is that we all felt like we were uniquely Maybe just like, oh, we're not good enough. You know, we're not talented enough to make a living. Or, you know, we just are uniquely getting screwed over. But then you talk to people and you realize, no, 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 it's not just me. It's all of us. Like, we all got fucked in similar ways. And to me, that makes me feel better about myself because I know it's not just me. You know, yeah. I'm not like this lone, unique, like awful writer who just can't hack it. It's everybody. Uh, and... It just like brings you closer to your fellow human. You know, it makes you be like, oh, we're all in this together. And it's not just me. I'm a large piece of this puzzle. And together, by uniting, we have a chance to actually change something. And I think that's very powerful. It is very powerful. Um, a couple of things. One, I've read your work. You are a great writer. Oh, so just putting stop. that out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh stop <laughs> me no i've stop. read matt's work he's very good you should hire him etc um to hire me hire me when the strike's done please yeah yeah when the strike's done not now because we're not scabbing um we're not scabbing and I say that, and I, I, I should probably be promoting myself hire me as well but i'm also we're gonna, we're gonna look, spread the love nadia, nadia Mm -hmm. I, I'd like to inform the listeners that I've read some of your work. Yes. But here's the thing. It's not it's not good. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Oh. It's great. Uh, it would have been very funny though if you were like, yeah. I've read your work. End of sentence. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Everything, everything I talked about about like, oh, it's not like you're uniquely bad. It's just like, oh, that was true about me. But uh for Nadia. <laughs> Yeah, she's. It's not very good. It's look. It's, <laughs> it's just the quality is just not there. 
and not even just like uh this plot is unoriginal it's this dialogue doesn't sound natural it's like a lot of spelling errors and grammar <laughs> i mean just basic like <laughs> sentence structure it's ri- it's uh, the script isn't comic sans font yeah um, i'm just like ooh you are where to begin i'd be like uh Download a final draft. <laughs> Maybe use that to format it. Um, um, no, that's very about... kind of you. Thank you yeah. for saying that, Marie. It's uh, good. Yes, very um, talented. Great thank writer. You. Thank you. Um, so here's the thing. I, I agree with you. I've also been out on the lines. Actually, yesterday I was at uh, Universal, um, mm-hmm. which has... Uh, the reason there were so many people out... On that particular day, nearing 100 days of striking for the WGA is because, uh, for reasons that are unknown to me, Warner Brothers and Disney, which are both based in Burbank, California, um, were close. Beautiful for the day. Burbank, California. Yeah, uh, gorgeous, home of the Media Empire Center and the downtown area where I often see movies because they have three different AMC's. Um, so mm-hmm. NBC, which is in its own section called Studio City. You may have been there to go to Universal Studios, Hollywood, etc. Strike folks, I want to say captain, somebody said, let's all basically swarm this one area and kind of shut things Mm -hmm. down for the day. So uh, I joined in what I later found out was like 5,000 people, something like that. Wow. An insane amount of folks. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot of solidarity. There were... um, various other union groups out so it wasn't just the wga and sag it was other people on strike with us um other unions yes, which on is strike incredible with us. yes it's, it was it's beautiful incredible to see and i'm not uh, this is not an exhaustive list of unions but you have like the teamsters um yes. uh, you, uh unite here IATSE. Yes. um uh i'm blanking on the rest but uh, other unions have supported this which has I would say, uh, increase the leverage of uh, the WGA and SAG-AFTRA by having other unions have their support. And I think what's so great is WGA and SAG-AFTRA also will be supporting uh, those unions in the future when their contracts come up. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. We will be on there on the picket lines with our other uh, brothers and sisters, uh, other union members, because exactly, we'll never be divided. Um, So it was like, it was really, really great to see that many people. I later found out there were a there were scores of people that I personally know who were also there that I didn't even see because that's how many people wow. there were. Yeah. Um, and typically, when I've gone to pick it, I have a friend who's a straight captain at Paramount. So, uh, to Matt's point, generally, let's say you're like, "Well, I love movies and I want to help. What can I do?" And it's like, "Well, if you live in one of these major cities." Something that you can do is join the picket lines, even for like a half hour, an hour. You're yeah. supposed to sign in. What I, I often don't, um, because I just sort of pull up to the gate where my friend is, ca- is sure. striking. The, I run the up, sign I grab in a sign. is more for yeah. union members, although yes. they do have, there's a non-union members uh, table. But if, yes. you, if you show up and you don't sign in, no one's uh, going to, you're not going to get in trouble. Yeah. I think that's no, just more no, no. meant to be like, yeah. look at our numbers. You know, it helps yes. them get a yeah. sense of how many people we have. Do we need right. more people? Right, and then they can email you about stuff or studios. whatever, maybe down the yeah, line. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So, but yeah, you can just feel run like up. You have to. You can run up. You can grab a side. You can hang out with your friends. You can schedule stuff. I've had things where I 
you know, I'm in a neighborhood or I ask a friend, are they doing anything? Like while I'm on a lunch break, we go, we march, we leave. It's a matter of getting bodies out there consistently. And there's uh, uh, there's almost always water. Um, for everybody out mm-hmm. in the heat, and, especially and, during and the summer, snacks as and well. snacks and sunscreen, um, and everybody's very considerate. So it's like if you're somebody where you go, well, I, I'm not somebody that can walk around all that much. That's fine, mm-hmm. you know. Even if you're just like out there to sit and kind of like hold the sign, you know, it's not a rally; it is a picket, so you're supposed to walk around. But at the same time, there are lots of other ways you can help. So another way that you can help is if you're in our position, and you're somebody who's like, well, I, I love movies, but I, you know, I live in uh, New Orleans. They're, they're not really shooting near me, but I have a YouTube channel. And it's like, yes. well, the first thing I'd say, if you love movies so much, why don't you move to where the movies get made? Hot shot. Put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> oh, I love movies, but I live in New Orleans. It's like, well, <laughs> you don't want to be like close to the source. Jazz more. Come yeah. Come on. <laughs> But seriously, uh, <laughs> no. But it, but if you live in an area where you're like, okay, I'm a fan or I'm a student or whatever, um, and you're sitting there thinking, well, how can I help out in some way? I'm I'm a mother of two. I'm whatever. You can donate to various uh, relief funds that are helping mm-hmm. the people who this work stoppage is really truly affecting, which includes folks that are just like uh, a young. 23-year-old who scraped their way to get a production assistant gig that is now stopped indefinitely and they can't pay rent or buy groceries. You're helping families. You're helping people who like yes. really need the income in order to do basic things like pay the electric bill. You can donate to those funds if you have the money. Um, yeah. And you can and, also just talk you know, about any this stuff little bit helps. Yes. That's also true. Uh, that is a... Uh, just to go back on the money point, it's like you don't have to be like, I'm sure people have seen that like The Rock and George Clooney and Meryl Streep, these big A-listers have donated Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, a million dollars each yeah. to these strike funds, which is crazy. And that's yeah. so beautiful. Helpful. That's Love incredible that. that they've done that. Also, if you you give $10, $5, yes. $25, whatever, whatever you can afford, that helps out a lot. Um, goes a and long it is way. greatly appreciated. It goes a long yes. way. Um, yes. and yes, like Nadi, you were saying, one of the things the, the WGA and SAG after I've said is, uh, talk about the strike, voice yeah. your support for the workers on social media, on the internet, mm-hmm. uh, in person. Mm-hmm. If you, if you have in-person conversations, if you are that weirdo who exists in the physical <laughs> world, not just online, uh, talk to your friends and family and say that you support the strike and, you know. If they don't understand something, try to clarify points, you know, right. um, support for the workers publicly is very helpful because yes. one way that this strike will fail and that it won't work is uh, if public perception is like, these people are lazy. They just don't, you know, they're so entitled. These are a bunch of greedy millionaires and, you know, fuck them. If that's how the general public feels that gives a lot of leverage to the producers. Uh, But if the general public feels, no, we back the WGA, we back SAG-AFTRA, get them what they deserve, there's going to be a lot more pressure on them to cave to all of the union demands, which they should. 
Exactly. Um, and I mean, again, anecdotally, but I, I can assure you personally, dear listener, that I, uh, there are too many people out there where the majority of people are working multiple jobs or scraping by and mm-hmm. that somebody who is, quote, successful, someone you might see in a magazine is such a rarity. And it didn't used to be this way. You could be no. a working actor and get all your bills paid for it. And it might be a struggle at times here and there, but it wouldn't be crazy. Same thing for writers. It might be, there you know, there might be like class. a lean year in the way it is for anybody who works in any industry. You might be like, eh, this year, fewer Christmas gifts. But generally speaking, you weren't in dire straits the way many people mm-hmm. are now. There's people I know have had to sell their homes. There's people I know that have had to like, move in with family. There's people I know who like are struggling to figure out how do I uh pay for my kids formula. Like that's that kind of level of stuff. So yeah. keep that in mind when you're looking at uh numbers of things and you go, wait, well how much is this and what are they getting? And blah blah blah. And it's like, mm, it's not quite like that. Do as much research as you can to educate yourself yes. on what's happening. And- the reality is, yeah, there's very few uh, successful artists out there. Uh, they get the lion's share of attention, but most people were in the middle class who are just mm-hmm. who are making a comfortable living, but you know, not an extravagant one. And that's kind of all we're fighting for is for the ability. Nobody yeah. is demanding to be a billionaire. Um, yeah. mo- most people just want to be able to. Make enough to get by, to be like, I should be able to work a job and pay for me and my family to have a decent life. (laughs) And that is not too much to ask. I think that's all anybody wants. Yeah, Uh, pretty much. So, yeah. I I think there was a pie chart I saw that basically showed the, it wasn't annual revenue, it was just like the total of what studios were making. And what the WGA yes, were asking I saw this for, too, and it was yeah. it was something like the unions are asking for basically a, a roughly equivalent of like one to two percent of that pie. Yeah, and when you That's, think about what they, they deserve, yeah. right? Who is actually doing the work that makes all that money? We should be reversing those numbers, right? These people who uh, they make their money by what? Just exploiting the labor of other people. Uh, yes. And they make 98% of the revenue and they're yeah. uh, balking at the idea that how dare they have to give 2% of that away uh, to their workers. You know, yeah. it's obscene, yeah. obscene. Yeah. Think about that. If it, Yeah. Just really think about that, especially when yeah. it's a thing where, again, the labor is used and reused and resold for all eternity. Mm-hmm. You know, think about movies. Billions, billions, billions. Think think about all the stuff that you love, okay? Whether that's a specific movie or television show, think about a franchise, think about toys, think about comic books, think about other media, think about the amount of uh, YouTube creators that you might watch that are then talking about these things over and over again, or podcasts, much like ours, where you're listening to this information over and over again. Think about the board games and the uh, casino games and the the endless supply of Oh, I'm thinking about the Sex in the City casino game. I'm thinking about the <laughs> Sex in the City slot machine 
all yes! the time. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 100% all the time. Um, remember to think about how the way one person's idea which then gets collaborated on and worked on with a team, which then gets produced, which then creates this other stuff, spawns so much other stuff. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, well it's, uh, said. Yeah. Um, well said. Speaking um, of so Nadia, sex. Yes. Oh, sorry. Yes. No, no, please. Oh, no. I was going to transition us um, yes. into. Uh, on a more lighter note, because I think we, we 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 sufficiently covered uh, the strikes and why they're important. Um, what would our favorite gals? What would our four favorite gals? The original core four, the core mm-hmm. four Sex in the City gals. How would they respond to these strikes? What would they, if mm. you were to imagine, what they'd be doing during the strikes? Much like how, uh, and just like that, showed us what they would do during COVID. Right? It's like what would they? How would they respond right. to these strikes? So what, yeah. would, what would Carrie be up to, right? She's living in New York. She's seeing these strikes pop up. What's her, I think, what's her thought? I think, what's her take? I think Carrie would uh, be in the middle of dating a screenwriter who then is suddenly Ooh, I love that. all yes. this time in the world. Um, and he's out there striking and such, but he like he's a little depressed. He suddenly changed. And she gets very annoyed. And she doesn't this. like it, yeah. And yeah, it's like, you can't break up with him during the strike, right? Right. It's like that. Right, everyone, exactly. She's like, I want to break up with him, but can you break up during a strike? Right. Like, yeah. Uh, I think as it's like, a oh, writer, the sex she, is bad. And Samantha's like, you know, Samantha's like, well, if the sex is bad, it's yeah, like, you have to, it's you got, like, then you've, then you've got to set up your own strike against your vagina. Yeah. Um, and Charlotte's like, no, well, there's, you know, he's just sad because it, this is hard on everybody. It's like, you got to weather the storm, you know? It's- right. And then Miranda's like, give it two weeks. If it doesn't end, he's out. Um, yeah. As a writer, yeah. I feel like Carrie so would I- be very supportive, but she also is mm-hmm. a writer who makes an obscene amount of money because of like what she does and how she got in and it's a bit of a fantasy world. So I can yeah, also see shocked. a world where yeah, like how much She's like what does a screen uh a screenplay make? You get like what? Like probably like fifty million dollars, right? Yeah. <laughs> She's she has like, like, like no concept like, of how many I get works. paid like four hundred dollars a word. So <laughs> <laughs> I imagine you get <laughs> Yeah, I'm just exactly. a freelance Vogue columnist, and I'm getting paid, you know, uh, four fifty a word here. <laughs> yeah, so it's a little like I think I think it might she might be conflicted. It's like on the one hand she's supportive, but she's also like, mm. but she also runs in. The I support book the world. strike, but like, can't we at least have fun? You know what I mean? Like, yes, yes. Yeah. Meanwhile, I think Miranda as a lawyer. Um, Miranda's, I think, on the negotiating committee. She's like, how can I help? She's like, I need to do something good, right? Like, Mm -hmm. I need to be on the right side of this. So she's like, I've got 30 years of law experience. Get me in the room. But Miranda doesn't understand how movies and TV work at all. Nor is she somebody that, like, deals well when somebody else is a little brusque with her. Mm-hmm. So I can see a world where somebody talks candidly, and she somehow takes that as a personal insult. Okay, here here's what I'm pitching for like a Miranda plotline for this, right? 
there's a, like on the AM uh, TP side, right? And mm-hmm. uh, their negotiating committee, there's like a hot guy mm-hmm. that like she has been like flirting with. And it's just like, oh, I don't, I don't want to be attracted to him, but I am attracted to him. Yeah. Yeah. And so this is like a little bit of a will they, won't they thing. This right. will be it, said. It, it's uh, forbidden we're imagining love. this set. Yeah. It's like this is pre uh, and just like that. You know what I mean? This yes. is her. We're talking prime sex in the city. So she's single. This is cool. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that working. Yeah. That, like, that or she starts dating somebody who is involved in all that. And then she yeah. finds out that her firm is working against the interests of the unions. Yeah. And, and she's now like, I she's. Gotta, I gotta yeah. work for the unions, yeah. Right, and that, and then it becomes a whole like internal struggle of like, well, do I, you know, wh- what do I do? Do I do this to keep my job, or how do I, you know, how do I work this out? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Charlotte, I feel like Charlotte seems like somebody who's going, let me bake cupcakes for the picketers. Um, yeah. but like goes too far above and beyond, or it's just like everybody gets so. She makes like, I don't know, let's say two dozen. And it's like there's thousands of people out there. And then somehow she's ooh, like, you ooh. ate them all that quickly? I can't bake that many. <laughs> yeah. And she's like almost mad. I bet it's about like them. a thing. <laughs> she starts taking over like the snack committee. You know what I mean? Snacks and yes. refreshments. And it's just like yes. it starts being like everyone knows. It's like you got to go to like, you know, like her. Uh, I don't know what they call them in New York because it's like in L.A. It's like you got to go to that lot. Right. What would, what mm-hmm. would you call it in New York? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, that, uh, that studio or it's not yes. a studio, really. But it's like that building. You got to mm-hmm. go, you know, where Charlotte is. Cause it's like because that's where you get the like the best brownies. That, like, right. She makes like. And then it's like, oh, it becomes very popular to strike over there by like the 30 Rock building. Let's just say, you know, it's like it's like everyone's like, oh, we're all going to the 30 Rock building because like Charlotte is like baking amazing uh, treats. Right. And at first it's like like very ego stroking. And then she hits mm -hmm. like a totally overwhelmed point. And then she's just like, I can't do it. I can't bake. Yeah. I can't bake anymore for you people. And everybody's very disappointed. And then and she's like, I'm on strike. You yeah, know, yeah, like yeah. She she's demands, on strike from she's, baking the brownies. Yeah, she has like demands where she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, that's a funny little sea story. And I think Samantha, the first thing that comes to my mind is she's still with uh, Smith Jared, right? Oh, so it's yeah. Like, uh, he's on strike. Yes. Right? So she's like, you got to be a strike captain. We got to position you Mm -hmm. like she's got maybe like a little cynical take where it's just like, you got honey, you got to use this strike to get your name out there. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you can't let these other actors, you know, take positions of power and be talking. It's like, you got to talk in front of the camera. And he's like, I don't know. I don't feel comfortable that like I'm a little shy. And she's like, this is what you got to say. You know, like she's like positioning him there to try to like, uh, speak front and center. Even maybe when he's like, uh, like brushing up against like what the union want, you know what I mean? Where it's like, uh, don't you shouldn't have said that, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And then so they he start becomes a strike captain, and he's like legit because he's a generally yeah. like upfront dude. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, he's passionate about it, and he's like a big enough yeah. star where it feels yeah. like, whoa, this guy's like out there doing it, right? But he says sort of something that maybe is like slightly controversial or something mm-hmm. that Samantha goes like. You you can't say that because yeah, like, like that's going to offend so and so who could impact your career later. 
Oh, I I like that angle. Yeah, it's good. Where it's just like he goes too far against the studios. Samantha's like, well, come on. Like, we don't yeah. want to upset, you know, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he's like, whose side are you on? Are you are you with the the suits? Mm-hmm. Are you with me? And like and she's like, I'm always with you. You know, yeah. it's like it's I'm just thinking about your career and your best interests. Right. And it's like, and well, my best interests are with my union. Yeah. And then he's like, I haven't seen you come out. I need you to come out, mm. babe. I need you to That's support it. me. And then she relents and finally goes out and she's wearing a ridiculous outfit and yeah, so then she great calls outfit. it's great she's oh yeah. my god she looks and, so and the shot is good. almost it's like it's his like he's got like a big speech like at the end of the day right where he's talking and then he just kind of sees her right like maybe he mm-hmm. stumbles a little bit or he's like i don't know what to say and then like he sees her just out of the corner of her eye and she's there smiling and she's holding the sign up you know what i mean and mm-hmm. then he just like smiles back and then he just powers through that speech yeah, but like one like, of her heels breaks and mm. like she's in a lot of pain. And so like after he gets through the speech, that's when she like immediately uh, calls for a driver and is like, get me the fuck out of here. <laughs> that's uh, good. That's <laughs> good. I was going to think it's just like if like her like her heel breaks and he like picks her up and what because she's like walking isn't my thing. Like walking back and forth like, uh-huh. you know, uh, it's like I can't do that in these heels. Like he picks her up and carries her in a way that's like sexy. You oh, know? yeah. Yeah, and then and they go home like, and fuck. Now this I could do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then yeah. It's like, well, if this is striking, count me yeah. in. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, I think I think we've covered a good amount. I think it. that's fine. I think yeah. I think we cracked we I think we cracked that episode. Um, <laughs> so yeah, the now I'll, I guess yeah, Nadia, if you could outline that, give me that. <laughs> sure. Then, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um. You know. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll get into development on that and not get paid. Which is yeah, yeah, if you can keep outlining that, and I'll keep sending you <laughs> notes, you know, and making mm-hmm, you redo it over and over, but keep changing my notes. So it's like we're mm-hmm. going after different things. So like yeah. you think you're going, you you uh, address all my notes, and but I'm like, no, 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 completely different direction. And then yeah, you ask like, will I ever get paid for this? And I like act like I'm doing you a favor, right? Like right. it's like, like you should be grateful that you are doing all this yeah. free work for me. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like an immediate pass. You know, it's like okay, yeah, finally, and then it's like, we'll oh, we can't out. talk about the strike. Nope, out. Yeah, done. No, not doing that. And they're like, so and what else do no you have? What else time. are you working on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's always fun. What else are you working on? It's just like, yeah. oh, uh, yeah, I'm just you know a person who is working on infinite number of things. You know, it's not right. like the three ideas I told you about were enough. It's like, what else? Yeah, Fuck yeah, exactly. You. <laughs> And so that is what we say to the AMTMP. Fuck you. Pay us. Fuck you. You cannot drive people out of their homes. You cannot starve them out. We won't let you. There's more of us than there are of you. We will win this. A lot of ways to lose a house. A lot of ways. As Ron Perlman said. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's not wrong. So with that, with that, we bid you adieu for now. We hope to talk to you soon about uh, all the wonderful, wild, crazy adventures uh, that the most recent addition to the Six and City universe has brought us. But until then, we will sign off and uh, stay union strong, guys. Support. Writers, actors, everyone else on strike, support labor, support our girls, our four core girls, support our extra girls who have been added 
to and just like that. Support them all. And you know what? Yes. The real people who play those roles are actors who deserve every fucking penny and more. Support them while they're on strike. Absolutely. Support the writers of Sex and the City and and just like that. They're on strike. Mm -hmm. They deserve it. Support the fucking workers. We are the union. The the mighty, mighty union. (laughs) 